It's time now for today's edition of Community Conversations. It's the interview program in which we dialogue with voices from the Omaha community. And here's your host for Community Conversations. Let's welcome Cami Carlisle. Hello and welcome to another edition of Community Conversations. I'm Cami Carlisle and today we have Rebecca Armstrong-Langle, the immediate past president and board member of League of Women Voters of Greater Omaha. Welcome, Rebecca. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Cami? Good. Thank you. So it's go time. It's busy season, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's super exciting. It is. I can't believe it's already time again. Before we get into all things League of Women Voters, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and how you came to uh, work with League of Women Voters. Well, I'm a lifelong Omahaan. Uh, Luckily, I love our city. Um, And I've just always been passionate about public policy. I was a political science major in college, worked in nonprofits for a long time, and um, was drawn to the League through some colleagues and uh, love their mission of being a nonpartisan organization that really just wants everyone to vote informed. Um, no other real uh, agenda other than just informed and active voting. And I, I find that really admirable. And I've been involved in the league for over 10 years now. And it's wow. been really great. It's, it's just been a great experience. So happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. So the League of Women Voters began way back in 1920. But in the scheme of things, that isn't that far back, is it? I mean, really, not that long ago, right? And so I know there's some historic moments, but what about locally? Is there anything about the League of Women of Voters of Omaha? There's got to be history, right? There's a lot of history. I'm not a, I'm not the historian, but we were started around the same time with, with women's suffrage. And um, so, you know, obviously neither of us were around then, but it had to have been a really amazing time to be working through, um, you know, securing the right to vote for women, um, an amazing thing. One thing that I've been involved in that's that was really cool was the Women's March that happened in 2016. Obviously, the league did not, um, we did not uh, organize that, but we were a part of it. We were there and seeing, you know, all these women be really active over just women's rights and, and um, women's bodily autonomy is was really exciting at, at that time. And with that, we saw our membership surge in numbers and has continued to grow um, since that 2016 kind of time. So that's really exciting for us to see. Yeah, very. And that March was incredible. You gave me goosebumps yes. about it. That yes. was fantastic. And so 2016, that was kind of a turning point for a lot of us here in the country. Yeah. So I'm not surprised that numbers are surging and continue to do so because I think we're kind of at dire straits here. So I'm glad that the league is working so hard. So tell us, for those of us that don't know, the 19th Amendment, why is that so important? Well, women weren't allowed to vote before 1920 uh, with the 19th Amendment. Um, and, and it's hard to believe because that was only 100 years ago. And, and you know, another thing we'll, we'll say is we had a huge 100 uh, year celebration planned for June of, of 2020. That oh. never happened. Oh. It would have been lots of fun, though. Trust me. Um, <laughs> Darn it. Um, but so, you know, so just a hundred years ago, really, uh, women were not allowed to vote, you know, women couldn't do things without permission from their husbands or their fathers or, so we've come such a long time and really just, you know, my grandparents' lives, right? right. Um, yeah. it, it, so like to put it, put that in perspective of, you know, what, what women could do and couldn't do in the hundred years that the women, that the women, League of Women Voters has been around is, 
is really amazing to think about. Yeah. And again, really our grandparents. So that's not so far, right? Mm -hmm. So I read that the League of Women Voters of Nebraska was founded at the Blackstone Hotel in 1920. And from then, here we are. And so the League locally, statewide and nationally has been doing so much work. What are some of the differences between like, say, the State League and the Mm -hmm. Omaha League? Yeah. So the the big difference is the state league works a lot on policy and things that kind of overarching state levels, mm-hmm. which is amazing and necessary. And um, they do a lot of engagement with state senators and other statewide governmental officials. What the local league does is really impacts the very local um, people. So we're here in Douglas County. We do a little bit of work in Sarpy too, but mostly in Douglas where we're mostly talking to voters, trying to get just get people registered. We're really grassroots, um, almost all volunteer led. We only have one staffer and one other um, kind of uh, a community volunteer that's that's working for us right now. And um, even those two positions are very new within the last five years. So up until then, the league was 100 percent volunteer run. And we're really proud of that and the number of volunteer hours that people put in just to get people to register register to vote um, and to make sure people know where their polling places are, how to vote once they're registered, um, and then what people stand for. So our, our other big thing around this time of the year is our voters guide right. um, that we produce every year so people can figure out, you know, who aligns with their beliefs and how to vote. Yeah, thank you for that. By the way, we have read the entire voters. Yeah, I love that. Our listeners, I think it's four hours, but it's all there. And, you know, it's such important information that you gather. Remind me, have we always had that or is that a newer thing? Yeah, Yeah, it's so, um, you know, we could do a whole probably 30 minutes on the history of the voters guide. Um, but, But someone in the organization was just doing a very brief history this summer. And they've put that together since the 50s. Um, yeah, yeah. And it used to be, you know, typed on, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh huh. And I mean, it was, and even when I first started it, so about 12 years ago, people were still mailing back handwritten answers and we were trying to retype it. So, um, that was only 12 years ago. (laughs) Wow. So there's 93 counties, right? In Nebraska. And yes. you get everybody that's so on that's anything. yeah, and that's a newer effort. So previous to uh four years ago, we just did Douglas County because as you can imagine, it's a huge undertaking. Mm-hmm. So with moving everything online from um, like I said, hand typing and hand kind of collecting everything to moving it online to a platform that helps us collect all the information easily. Um, we've been able to expand our efforts. Now it's still a ton of work yeah. and uh, lots of volunteer power to to contact um, people who are running for office. But yes, uh, now with the help of the state league, we cover every election um, throughout the entire state of Nebraska. Wow. That is pretty amazing. amazing. Yeah. Huge undertaking. And yes. thanks for doing that because I don't know about everybody else, but I sure use it. I sure refer to it because but, it, I mean, we know some things about some people, mm-hmm. but not everybody or everything on the ballot. So it's such a gift to have mm-hmm. that to refer to. Yes. Remind and, me and our listeners, what is the website where they can go to yep. find the voters guide? If you just go to vote411.org. You can actually just type in your address and it'll give you a voter's guide that's very specific to just the people who you'll vote for. 
Um, You can go to our website, which is lwvgo.org, and you can download the whole thing, which is kind of fun. I always say like, you know, I am only voting for one state Senate district, but I like to read all of them to see, you know, who might. So you can go to lwvgo.org and download the whole voter's guide, or you can go to vote411.org and type in your address and just see who you're voting for. Because like you said, the voter's guide, it is big. Yeah. It take you four hours to read, yeah. um, you know, and you can bring your phone with you to the polling place even oh. and, and pull up vote411.org and, and look through it. You're allowed to do that. So um, you can you can read up on candidates even while you're voting. So Good point. I forgot all about that. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. So when you guys are registering voters, what does that look like? Are you out on the streets or how do you how do you do that? You know, it's a little bit of everything. Most of it is we're invited to community events. So, um, you know, events at Creighton, UNO, College of St. Mary, local high schools, um, events in, you know, on 24th Street in North Omaha or downtown. Literally any event, if you would like um someone to come and register to vote, register people to vote. Like we are happy to show up and be there. And again, our volunteer force allows us to do that. But we do multiple events a week, um, just registering people to vote. And uh, again, we have great partnerships with the Douglas County Election Commission mm-hmm. that helps train our volunteers on, you know, the rules and regulations around that, which is very important. Right. And um, able to really get get lots of people registered. So it's super fun. Yeah, you know, now that you say that, a few years ago when I turned the big five zero, I had somebody come <laughs> to my birthday party. It was a rock show, and the league showed up and signed up people. I love that. That's yeah, it was awesome. so awesome. And I didn't know if anybody would do it, but I think we signed up like three or four people that yeah. were my age that were never registered. So I thought that's a huge accomplishment, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. I'll say there's a oh. lot of never registered, but there's also a lot of like I moved and I had no idea. I just didn't know what, I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what to do. So I just never did it. Right. You know, so, so can you, can we still do that? Or are we too close? No. It's done now. So if you have moved, okay. and but you were registered to vote, you can go uh-huh. to your new polling place, which you can find again by going to vote411.org and cast okay. a provisional ballot using your new address. Okay. Unfortunately, the, the deadline to register to vote is passed. For oh, this election true. cycle, you can always register to vote. Yes. To get ready for the next cycle. So even if you've missed this one, please, please, please register. register. Yeah, yeah, it's important. Yes. So let's see. We're, uh, let's see. We're really close to election day, right? Yes. So yeah. happens, as we get closer, what happens? Are you guys like a total beehive of activity? What's going yeah. on? With the league? Um, you know, really, it's, it's kind of uh, a mix of things. Number one, we have lots of volunteers that we call poll watchers. And really anyone can do this. Uh, if you just want to quietly observe polls and make sure everything's going well, you can do that. Um, make sure just people are following rules. Like, for example, you can't electioneer, which means like uh, endorsing a candidate mm-hmm. at the polling place. So so kind of watching for things, making sure that everything's going well and then reporting back to the election commissioner. Okay. Uh, we do we do poll watching and of that sort. Um, we do a lot of get out the vote efforts right now. So again, we're, we're never endorsing a, a political candidate or party. We are just reaching out to voters that, um, areas that don't have high voter turnout and mm-hmm. just saying, remember to vote on Tuesday, the 8th. If you haven't already, here's your polling place. Um, on the 30th. So the day before Halloween, we did a canvassing event, um, that was like Halloween themed. Um, where we were just putting out door hangers on people's doors, reminding them to vote where their polling places are. 
Um, and then election day, it really is just manning the phone because people call us with lots of questions that they might have, how to get to the polls, how to, how to find their polling places, you know, all sorts of things come up on election day and our phones ringing off the hook. So we have people manning, manning that all day. I'm sure. Womaning that all day. Womaning. <laughs> I love it. So poll watching, is this a new thing? No. Mm-mm. No, we've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Never knew because they were quiet observers. Yeah. Yeah. You should. It, yes. It's a very, very low key thing. Never, you should not be approaching and you, you should not be making yourself a spectacle, but it's just to make sure everything, everything's going okay. Because as you may or may not know, people that work the polls are volunteers and a lot of times they're drafted to be volunteers and they might, but we're all just doing our best. Right. 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 And yeah. you know, our, they can only do so much. Um, so they can't watch the lines. They can't watch the outside. Like there's so all sorts of things going on. So it's just an extra set of eyes to help. And again, not create any distraction or disturbance, but just right. to be there to help. Yeah. So don't be like the poll watchers in Arizona. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I just had to work yeah. that in there. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to see that here in Nebraska. They are quite. Yeah, we don't need any Supreme Court cases around it. No, we're open <laughs> with that. Yeah. yeah. So it's busy, busy time. Now, when you start working on this, like all of it, when does the work actually start? I mean, whether it's it never. For- you know, Cami, it never ends. So <laughs> right after this, we will start working into the Omaha, the next Omaha city election. Really? Um, yeah. It, I mean, it, it, we never want it to end because we never want people to think I've done my, I've done my voting. I'm done. True. It's True. always your job to be an engaged citizen. And it's always our job to help um, show people how that can happen. So mm-hmm. one, one thing that we also do is just, it's called observer core and it's a, you know, it's a league activity, but anyone can do it. And all that is, is just going to um, meetings of your elected officials. So we'll have brand new elected officials and you can go to city council meetings. You can go to, you know, MUD board meetings and just listen to what they have to say and make sure that they know that the people are there and, and watching them. It's, it's really important. So oh, I did not know the work that. never ends. That is good to hear, though, because it can't end. And I don't know about you, but America is pretty nutty right now. So I'm glad that the work won't end because I know it's you're up to your eyeballs, right? With everything. Everything. Yeah. Are you surprised ever at just the state of everything? Always. You know, what what we try and do, especially on the local level, is just, you know, really keep our eyes on what we can control. Mm -hmm. And um, we've done a really, really good job of of increasing voter turnout. I mean, I won't, we won't all take credit for it, but in the past few years, voter turnout in Douglas County has increased. We're we're really getting to more voters. We're registering more voters. You know, we're really just trying to keep an eye on the things that we can control and and getting our successes where we can. So yeah, absolutely. So urban versus rural, what are the numbers look like? I mean, are there dead spots in Nebraska where people just, you know, I don't know. I mean, are there yeah. areas that we need to get more engaged with or? Yeah. I mean, um, you know, traditionally, um, underserved communities turn out less affluent communities turn out more for whatever reason. Right. So we've really tried to increase our, um, our outreach to communities that don't vote as often. And, you know, especially now, like with mail-in ballots being so much easier to access, because if you think about it, like, taking who knows how long to wait in line, an hour, whatever, trying to get a ride to your polling place on a day where maybe you have to work. Like 
there's a lot of things there that could go wrong. So if someone can vote early and at their house, that can remove a lot of barriers. So just trying to educate people on the barriers that can be removed and how we can help active informed voting um, is really what we're striving for. So perfect. Because as you know, I mean, we've had so many, I feel like attacks on voting. I mean, voter purges and then maybe here requiring an ID. And if we did that, that would be the strictest. And I'm like, wait a minute, if I'm voting from home, I mean, it's very maddening. So, I mean, you guys, basically, you ladies basically are really kind of protecting that right to vote with everything that you're doing and by staying nonpartisan and just by reaching out saying you have the right to vote. Mm -hmm. And and we are nonpartisan, but we are a political organization. Obviously, everything revolves around politics, right? Mm -hmm. Everything's political. Isn't that the same? But we do endorse uh, or or oppose after long studies that we do either nationally or locally mm-hmm. policies or ideas. And one of those policies and ideas that we have studied a, a lot, both nationally and locally, is voter ID. And in Nebraska, there aren't really cases of voter ID fraud. And um, voter ID would cost the state a lot of money yep. while also putting barriers up again to those people that are not affluent, that do not have the resources to get to a place. I think there's one left in Douglas County. I don't know. I haven't, I don't want to have to renew my ID in a long time for a long time. Right? Um, I don't want to have to, right. It puts up more and more barriers for people to vote, which um, frankly can be unconstitutional. So yeah. Uh, and yes. you know, and, yeah. So yeah. 432, that ballot initiative, mm-hmm. if it were to pass, it would change the Nebraska constitution, right? Yes. That is nutty to me. And is there a way ever to undo that if it gets into the constitution? Sure. I mean, you can change, change the constitution again, right? Again. You know, we had, we had prohibition in the United States at one point, right? But it is not an easy process. And, you know, if we find out it's an undue burden on people, um, it'll be a long time before we can go back. So yeah, um, just a, a, implore people to research it before they vote yes or no on on that voter ID amendment because it is a big deal to a lot of people and it it can hurt a lot of people and and oh it will. just again discourage them from voting. Right. I mean were you all surprised that this showed up or did you kind of know this was coming or were you uh, we we weren't surprised. It's it's something that's been around uh been talked about for years now. Um so you know we're just trying our best to educate people on On the facts, again, the facts are that voter ID is not a problem in the state of Nebraska. Right. Which is voter fraud is not a a problem in the state of Nebraska. Right. And it just seems nutty to me. Like, what? Yeah. I mean, I was also surprised on the ballot for Omaha, and I'm not going to say it exactly right because I don't have it in front of me, but that we were asked to vote if Omaha should include affordable housing. Yes. And I understand (laughs) that has to have a plan and we have to vote. Yes. Like. What? It's like, we all know crazy? affordable housing is a very large issue in our area right now and everywhere. But right. um, yeah, yeah. So like, what? It's just talking about like, adding it to a just you know a plan that that we think about. <laughs> right, and I was like, okay, so that was right. a one. But yeah, yes. <laughs> so redistricting. Um, how is that going to affect things in our state? 
Um, you know, we have fought for independent redistricting panels because we think on, on both sides, there's obviously politics that are involved in redistricting. Unfortunately, Nebraska does not have an, an independent redistricting council right now. Um, but the redistricts that came through were pretty bipartisan. So we, we weren't super upset with them. I, I don't really see the redistricting having too much of an effect for this election. Who knows in 10 years what will happen or yeah. or nationally what will happen. But in, in Nebraska, the the um, lawmakers did a pretty good job of, of keeping it pretty fair overall. So Okay, good. I'm glad to hear yeah. that. Yeah, just we would like- still prefer an independent panel because then it just takes out any, you know, any sort of, you know, ideas one way or the other. Yeah. Um, you know, people always act in their best interest, whether they, you do it consciously or not. Right. So, um, but you know, we're working towards it, right? Good. Yes, absolutely. And like you said, it's always, it's always work to do. Yes. So this is kind of an off the cuff question, but I feel like as a woman and the whole Supreme thing on Supreme court on abortion, do, is there any scuttlebutt that you all are hearing anything else that might affect women that we would mm-hmm. have to vote on, or maybe would be taken away? Yeah. yeah. I mean, what I would say to that is, you know, we've been hearing, um, Obviously, the who knows who will be a governor and who knows who will be in the legislature. Mm-hmm. But we're hearing that there could be um, another bill introduced, like there was last session in the legislature, to restrict abortion further than it is in Nebraska. And um, it would not be something that would be voted on, right? It would be a bill that your senators would vote on. Right. So with that, the importance is um, researching who you're voting for now, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, and, and making sure that who you're voting for is aligned with your views, um, mm-hmm. right? What you feel yeah, is absolutely. right. Yep. And then um, after that, again, the work never ends. Mm-hmm. So call your call your senator if if a bill comes up and let them know how you feel because that really does make a difference. And yes, it does. the loudest voices are often the ones that are heard. Um, and you need to make your voice heard in that. It, it can be a very nice phone call, right? Absolutely. Uh, and, and a very unintimidating phone call. I promise mm-hmm. your, your state elected officials and their office workers are not intimidating and they're happy to talk to you. Just yep. make sure they know how you feel. So that's very important. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because our senators are accessible and they very. do their emails and they do listen mm-hmm. to the phone calls. Yep. So, and I don't know if it's like that in every state, but I feel pretty lucky that we can actually get to our state senators. So, yeah. I mean, do it. And the other really cool thing about Nebraska is that every bill gets a public hearing. And mm-hmm. I, I know it's there are barriers again, but everyone is invited to come down to the Capitol on the date of the hearing and, and say what their views are or listen or just, you know, sign a piece of paper. But yep. the other thing that's changed in the last few years with COVID is that you can actually email in your testimony to be included in the record. So if you can't get down to the Capitol on the day of the hearing, um, you can email in your testimony to your senator or the head of that committee. And you're, again, if you're not sure, call your senator. They can help you out, figure out where to get to the right place. Right. Um, and you can be included in the record with your views without having to spend, you know, a whole day in Lincoln, because obviously yes. that's hard for a lot of people. It is. Yeah. And I'm glad that they're doing that because that's so yeah. important that everybody's voice is heard. Mm-hmm. So you, me, anybody can be a member of the league. Yeah. Right? That's actually the, yeah, yes, yes. Beautiful. Please join lwvgo.org. 
Um, membership is right there. And, and again, like I said, we rely on volunteers to really get things done. And there's all sorts of volunteer opportunities. Um, so yeah, please get involved. We would love to have more people and more voices. Absolutely. And is there a cost to join? Yes, there is. Okay. I believe the introductory membership is about $40, but our fee structure will be changing a little bit over the next few years. So you can stay tuned. But um, if fees are ever an issue, please just send us an email and we can work something out too. Okay, perfect. So one more time for those in the back, what is the website to yeah. go find out the voter information, all that good stuff? Yep, it's vote411.org. Nice and easy. Perfect. And then if you could give the League of uh, Women Voters of yep. Greater Omaha again. Yep. It's, so it's League of Women Voters of Greater Omaha. L-W-V-G-O dot org. Okay, perfect. And there's so much information at both of so those much. websites. Always <laughs> yes. because you all never rest. So we never sleep. No. Never. Are you going to sleep just a little maybe on election night when all the numbers come in? Just a little cat? No, no, you can't sleep on election night. I mean, after the numbers have come in. Maybe the, maybe the night, like you can have a nap, like an hour or two nap, and then you just start again for the next. And you got to go again. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm really grateful that we have you all. You are a great source, a resource for all of us. And thank you for all of the hard work you do. Like you said, it's nonstop, right? Before you know it. Another election will be here. Yep. It's so much fun though, Cami, in that sense. Um, there's always, there's always something you can, you can do to affect change. And I think that that's really cool in our country. So it is we'll keep working I, as long as we can. <laughs> absolutely. And I think one thing that I've always stressed too is that the change starts right here at home. Exactly. Because we have so yeah. many folks like Douglas County. I mean, we, we're all out for the president, right? To vote, but like, yeah. local stuff, yeah. it's like but it all starts here. Mm-hmm. And the change and it's funny because, you know, you're, OPPD elections might affect you more yeah. directly than exactly. the president. So um, get out and vote. Your local elections matter just as much, if, if not more, than those national elections. So vote, vote informed. Um, it's really fun to get involved. It's really fun to, you know, know your elected officials and, mm-hmm. and know what's going on in your city. So um, I really encourage everyone to do it. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Vote, please, please. Vote. Yeah. All right. Well, Rebecca, I thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah. Really informative. And again, thank you and the league for all the work you do. We'll probably check back in again with sure. you all next election. Yeah, yeah let's do it. Rest. Yeah. Thank you so much, Cami. Thanks you for having bet. us on. Yeah, you bet. I'm Cami Carlisle. And thanks so much for tuning in to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book. You've been listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book. It's the interview program that brings you voices from the Omaha community. The Radio Talking Book Network is brought to you with the cooperation of KIOS-FM in Omaha and statewide through the facilities of NET Radio and Television. We've been proudly serving our blind and visually impaired listeners for 46 years. Thank you for being a loyal Radio Talking Book listener and supporter.